It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. It's the Locked On Arizona Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Johnny Venerable joins us every Friday to break down the latest news surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. Man, yesterday, it was a fun day. We were talking about, we were just speculating, just irresponsibly speculating about the Arizona Cardinals' interest in Xavier Howard, who, according to Mike Silver, there's been tons of chatter about. We'll kind of put a button on that for the week. Uh, talking about Xavier Howard, we got my thoughts yesterday. We're going to get Alex Clancy's thoughts, of course, at Clancy's Corner. And, of course, Johnny Venerable's at Johnny Venerable about Xavier Howard, the all-pro cornerback, guys, who uh, is not happy in South Beach, even though the Dolphins, just like the Arizona Cardinals, a lot of ex- hype and excitement surrounding this team, a young quarterback. Uh, but this defense, I mean, he's pretty much the main guy. I mean, 10 picks last year. The Arizona Cardinals as a whole had 11. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Bo. Like, with Jamal Adams, when he was unhappy in New York, you kind of understand. They weren't winning a lot of games. The defense wasn't great, you know, and he was just kind of the main cog in trying to keep the defense afloat. If you're Xavier Howard, say the Cardinals do trade for him, and the Cardinals win eight games next year and seven games the next year, is he going to want out again? Like, how could you be upset in South Beach? You live in South Beach. There's no state tax, and you have one of the top seven defenses in the NFL. What the hell are you bugging about? You just signed a contract. Just because you're not making as much this year as the other guys who just signed a contract are, why do you think that you should get a bump every year? This is the most dumb rationale, like like uh, Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore had, what, $5 million advanced to him from this year's salary last year when he when he opted out for part of it? Just like, why do you think that you should get made whole after you already got some of this money early on? This is what blows my mind. It's kind of like, a, if you're going to be, if you're not going to be happy there, why do you think you'll be happy somewhere else? Well, yeah, I also think, go ahead, Bill. No, I mean, I think it's, it's simple. I mean, what, the only thing that it's respect, it's the almighty dollar. It's that uh, the, the guy that's making more money he than just him. got paid. I know, but Byron Jones just got paid more. He's in the same locker room and the production I mean, you just see it. Ten picks to lead the NFL last year. Xavier Howard, like he's going to strike when he's going when when the iron's hot. That's what he's got to do. That's just how the NFL works. That's how the business world works. It's I don't care if you just sign a deal and, and the ink isn't even dry yet. If he's uh, you know putting up top cornerback numbers, but he's being paid like you know not even a top five quarterback a cornerback, he's he's got to go you know. Do it for himself. I not not. I mean, how much money do you need? Obviously, but at the same token, I see what Xavier Howard's play is here, Johnny. Yeah, I think from a Dolphin standpoint, why they would even entertain this is is questionable. But I do think that listen, he's twenty eight years old. He's on the older side after only playing five years in the NFL, and so you think about potentially selling high on a player who had a career year, and they think, okay, we we got to. Uh, used a second-round pick on him once upon a time. We've got a defensive head coach. We we sunk big money, like you mentioned, into Byron Jones. They did that for a reason because they weren't sure if they had a true number one corner in their locker room. And so I think that listen, if you're if you're Miami and, and a team just goes nuts and offers you you know a first and a third or a first and a second, 
you definitely have to entertain that. And and supposedly that's kind of the, the going rate right now. As far as the Cardinals go, I, I don't I don't see a fit just because, listen, I, I don't know if you're Michael Bidwell with so much on the line this year, you're going to allow Steve Kime to part ways with multiple future picks that another GM would not inherit. Uh, and I also think that the Cardinals had an opportunity to make a couple key moves at corner during this offseason, and they opted not to. And it's because of, from everything that we've heard, their internal belief in Byron Murphy. So Xavier Howard, to me, great player off a career year. And I, I know, you know, two years ago before that, he had seven picks. So it's not like he can't do it again. But I, I, I'm with Alex. I, I would be a little bit concerned about his, you know, desire to consistently stay in one place especially for a little bit of a middling franchise. I mean, the Cardinals and the Dolphins have a lot of similarities to organizations that haven't won a ton in the past couple of decades, uh, great locations to live in. And if he can't be happy in, in Miami, is he going to be happy in Arizona, especially if the Cardinals turn over their coaching staff? And, you know, I, I, I think Vance Joseph is a little bit underrated, but he's not going to have the same caliber of coaching he has in Arizona that he had in Miami. Yeah, I, Bo, to answer your question succinctly, do the Cardinals need him? Of course. I mean, that's not that that's not in question here. Xavier Howard had 12 interceptions before last year. This that could be a Jordan Phillips nine and a half sack out of nowhere in Buffalo situation when he had five the year before. As of right now, that year is an exception to the rule and not the rule. He got forty million dollars guaranteed as what he signed it last he signed in twenty nineteen. Do the Cardinals need him? Of course. Is are, are there more underlying issues than a dude that the, all this is is the Dolphins doubling down and paying somebody and being right. This is kudos to Miami. And if you are upset with the contract that you signed, go play baseball and 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 make it to the bigs. Like it, this is one of the most ludicrous storylines that I've seen in a long time from a guy that just signed a contract. Man, I, I don't know. I just felt like I just heard Billy Madison use the puppy that lost his way to explain business ethics. I, I don't know what your answer was there. <laughs> I mean, he so he just got forty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, I understand I, that. But then you did you call his his two seasons one of seven picks and one of ten of flukes and an anomaly or or what? The ten interceptions last year. Do it again, then we'll talk. But he he had seven. You can't have just, one great year. One superb year. Look, there's no, and then in the demand a new I mean, he's contract. He's got two Pro Bowls on in 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 each of his five years in the NFL. He's been on one, essentially one contract. He's got two Pro Bowls. Look, that's that's pretty good. The Arizona Cardinals, it's what they've been lacking for so long since the Bruce Arians like era ended, 2018. This team lost the ability to force turnovers. I mean, as far as creating interceptions they only the Detroit Lions have been worse in the in the NFL it's been awful they've been lacking a ball hawking cornerback and when the way that they've kind of set themselves up this offseason i think that they would be doing themselves an incredible disservice if a guy a player the caliber of David Howard who fits exactly what they need on the outside cornerback position i i just i don't know why they wouldn't do it i think that I, I, I kind of just disagree with you guys. I think that this is an opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals that doesn't usually come along. And sure, it's a steep price point, but look, I mean, Isaiah Simmons played 35% of the snaps last year as a first-round pick. 
Uh, you know, your second pick, which we're going to talk about here, it's, it's one of the uh, upcoming articles from Johnny about Josh Jones. I mean, you're just not getting production anyway from your from your draft picks. And, you know, you got to get into the club as far as the NFC West is concerned. Don't have your 2022 first round pick. It, it well, does. Well, you know, look, the Arizona Cardinals are in a prime spot to upgrade their roster in July before they even take any snaps in the preseason or the regular season. Why wouldn't you do it? Just because you're upset that somebody wants to strike while the iron's hot? I mean, everybody does it. Here's where I disagree with you, Bo. Okay. I, I totally agree with the rationale. Jalen Ramsey had just turned 25 when the when the Rams had acquired a midseason. Right. Okay, in 2019. Two firsts and a fourth. Howard, yeah. Yep. Xavier Howard's 28, and typically corners fall off a cliff after the age of 30. I'm not saying that he would – but you're going to spend multiple picks on potentially two high-end years. I, I just Jamal Adams, he's much younger when the Seahawks acquired him. I think that if you're sinking, Chandler Jones was, I think, only 26 at the time when the Cardinals parted ways with a second. Hopkins was 28, but receivers age better, and certainly Hopkins' age or his game mirrors that somebody that, that's going to play well into his 30s. I would be concerned about sinking future cheap labor picks, no matter who's spending them, because it, it may not be steep, and we have to understand that, um, into a player that's already 28. That The age thing is the only thing that bothers me. I mean, the Cardinals are already one pick light after trading up for um, for uh, Marco Wilson in the fourth round. Okay, so that's one. Say the Cardinals trade for him and they win seven games this year. You have zero safety net. You're firing everybody, and you could use that first-round <laughs> pick. That- you, listen, you can't go you, in listen, with that. You, no, you got it, Vance. Let me talk. You had, you had. If you give up a first and a third, and you have you overpay for a twenty-eight-year-old corner who's making that much money, and the and it doesn't improve the Cardinals. Say they win nine games this year and they don't make the playoffs, then you have so many question marks, so many holes, and zero places to get younger. You're going to be light. What two or three draft picks for twenty twenty two? That's not the greatest recipe that to is, set a team up for the future. That is the most pessimistic outlook for any team I've ever heard in my entire life. I just don't understand. You can't run an organization that way. I mean, hell, we had the Seattle Seahawks had three draft picks last year. I mean, it, it's not unheard of. The Arizona Look, all I'm saying is the Arizona Cardinals have created a tight window. The remainder of Kyler Murray's rookie contract and the way that they spent and the 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 age of the players that they pursued this offseason and signed in JJ Watt, Rodney Hudson they made the trade for him, you know, James Conner, he's younger but he's, you know, as far as running backs are concerned, he's right there where guys just fall off a cliff and their careers are are over. I I just think that Xavier Howard would be a slam dunk move for the Arizona Cardinals. Tell us in the comments here on this YouTube video, of course, uh, Locked On Cardinals here. Let us know if you think the Arizona Cardinals should spend a first and potentially a later round draft pick on Xavier Howard, the all-pro cornerback for the Miami Dolphins. It's been a fun debate. Look, this is what this is all about. You know, differing opinions, contrasting opinions, and kind of talking Arizona Cardinals. There's people that believe they should bring in Xavier Howard. There's people that don't believe he's worth what it would take to get him out of Miami. All right, let's get into what we believe right now with Xavier Howard off the roster and, and no like real you know speculation that that's a possibility. Where we believe the Arizona Cardinals' strength lies heading into the 2021 training camp in the 2021 season. Plus, we'll get into a story that Johnny's going to uh, put out pretty soon on Revenge of the Birds. It's all coming up. It's Locked on Cardinals, brought to you by 
Lockdown Fantasy Football, where winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge that you need in your fantasy football leagues. Lockdown Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to Locked on Fantasy. All right, the Phoenix Suns are back home tonight. They are hosting, I'm sorry, it's tomorrow night. They'll be hosting the Milwaukee Bucks game five of the NBA Finals. You want some action on that game? The Suns are back being favorites again. Four-point favorites. If you want any of the action, fastest, easiest way to do that, bet online. Baseball season also in full swing. It's getting back uh, on the diamond tonight. Get all the latest news, odds, and info. Sporting needs, including the Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action at betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, mobile device. Check the great sporting news sign-up bonuses. Like right now, if you head over and you sign up on your mobile device, you're Computer, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Use the promo code Locked On. All right, we're back here. Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Johnny Venerable from Revenge of the Birds. Check him out, Revenge of the Birds, the podcast, and also revengeofthebirds.com. Johnny, you were kind of telling us before we uh, cracked the mics here what you're working on, and I, I was kind of intrigued with it, especially if we're talking about draft picks under Steve Keim. What what you're uh, you got in the works over there at uh, ROTB? Yeah, I'm I'm putting together an article about Josh Jones and just expectations. What would be considered a successful year for the second year offensive tackle out of the University of Houston? And, and listen, I, I'll be honest. Kind of what prompted it a little bit is I'm sure you guys have talked about it. That Tristan Wirfs workout that's gone viral a little bit, and it's just you you can talk about. You know, buyer's remorse with Isaiah Simmons. And, and listen, I think Simmons is going to have a really productive year. But Worfs, to me, and I, I get a lot of things wrong. I said this pre-draft. I thought Worfs was the best tackle in that class. He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. So if you put that aside for a second and say, well, wh- what's going on with Josh Jones? What do the Cardinals have planned for him this season? I think ideally anybody inside that you know front office for Arizona would, would love for him to supplant Justin Murray and the newcomer Brian Winters as the team's starting right guard. Where things get a little funny, fuzzy is Winters has a relationship with right tackle Kevin Beecham. He's got a relationship with the Cardinals offensive line coach. And then you think about, okay, well, if Josh Jones just merely sits this year or acts as the sixth tackle, is that good enough for a player that, that listen, a lot of people thought, and I get it, you know, pre-draft evaluation versus what actually happens is neither here nor there. But a lot of people thought Josh Jones, including myself, was a fringe first-round pick. And he was still a top 75 pick. He went 72nd overall. So for a team that has playoff aspirations, certainly, I just I anticipate seeing him at some point this year. I don't think he's got the leg up to start right now. He's still, you know, pretty green in the NFL. And he's going against two veterans that have been uh, entrenched in the system winters prior uh, with with his relationship with Calvin Beecham and has a good uh, rapport uh, with the offensive coaching staff and of course Justin Murray's been here since with, with year one since Cl- since Cliff Kingsbury arrived and was the starter last year. Um, so is it good enough for Josh Jones potentially to sit again this year? And then you're talking about okay, does he take over for Justin Pugh in 2022? Does Kelvin Beecham play up to you know what we saw last year? It's good to have depth, and that kind of leads us into our next conversation about what I feel like the strength of the team is, if you can't already guess. But I just mm-hmm. think about, goodness, this is a top 100 pick. I think we really need to see something from, from him this year, especially after what we've seen out of Tristan Wirth so far. 
Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm concerned about, and I don't know if it's just straight hyperbole when they talk about Josh Jones and they say, hey, we had him graded as a first-round pick. And then we're sitting here and we're staring down his second season in the NFL. And as you're pointing out, he doesn't really have any path to a starting starting role. And it's just like, well, if, if you had him as a first, or a first and, and you were even considering maybe even trading back in or whatever would have transpired in the 2020 draft to do that, it's just it it just continues to add concern about the team's ability to draft and and also evaluate the offensive line position. Well, I don't understand why he doesn't have a path to starting. Just beat out the guys in training camp. Happens all the time. Perform yeah, I mean, better in training camp. We're just not if hearing any rumblings like, about so it. So if sorry, we're just not hearing any any rumblings like right. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's that's where it's not like a oh man, you know he's not getting his chance. He's getting his damn chance. He's just not making the most of it up to this point. With Sean Coogler, Sean Coogler said something to the effect of he could play a lot, a lot more, many more positions than we thought when we drafted him. I think he was quoted as saying that at some point last season. If you if he could play left guard and he can't beat out Justin Pugh, we got a problem. If he if he plays right guard and can't beat out Justin Murray, who was a journeyman until he got here, or Brian Winters, we got a problem. Like Bo's right. I mean, the fact that they didn't take him 17 overall, that they didn't trade back with Atlanta, and he was their target at 17. That was the rumblings. If they were to have traded back and not stuck and picked where they did. We would have had a big problem, but the fact that he's a third rounder, you can take a little bit more time because you don't have as much pressure on you to start him. But he's going to have as much op- opportunity as everybody else, right? Isn't that the theory of training camp? Well, best man up, best man wins the job. Fingers crossed. It's another situation like Bobby Massey, who started as a rookie and was horrendous, wasn't ready to play out of Old Miss, and then Aaron's came in and they sat him that entire next year for Eric Winston. Got a chance to develop, and then the next year he became a staple on the offensive line and has had, has had a really nice career. I mean, you make an argument. That's one of the Cardinals' best draft picks <laughs> the last ten to fifteen years. So I think that I think it could mirror some of that. I haven't seen Josh Jones struggle in games yet, too. So I think part of me just wants to see what he looks like. Yeah. I'm excited for the fact that we're going to have a preseason this year. But you know, I was texting with a couple buddies from our site, specifically Seth Cox, who's our site editor. And, you know, that that Worfs video, you just go back to draft night and it's like that was such a layup for Kime and company. Yeah. You had a glaring hole at right tackle. You you had capable bodies at inside linebacker. And you just can't help himself. It was such a tailored pick. And even Steve just couldn't help himself. At, you just I just picture him at home on draft night. He's got his <laughs> setup right there. I'll never forget. He's got his laptop on a piece of Tupperware, right? And I'm like, Tristan Wirfs, here's the pick. And I love Isaiah Simmons, and I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. But, you know, an all-pro inside linebacker, and that's what we hope he is, or a Hall of Fame right tackle, I, I just – Wirfs to me was was such a layup pick in the same way that, that Kyler was. That, and I'll give Steve credit on Kyler – but man, just back-to-back drafts, he could have really hit a slam, slam dunk. But w- wait and see. But as far as Josh Jones goes, I, I do think that we'll see him in sparts this year, mix and matching. Justin Pugh's got injury concerns um, and has missed time in the past. You know, Calvin Beecham's in his 30s, and we've got inconsistencies and unknowns at right guard. So he's going to play. Um, and I think a, a big indicator will be how he looks in the preseason. Yeah. If you listen to any of the podcasts pre-draft, you'd have to go way back. But Alex and I were pounding the table for Tristan Wurst. Like, and it was a it was a deep group. I mean, it was tough to decipher. I mean, I don't. I, I'm still 
like dumbfounded that was it Andrew Thomas went number the top tackle in that group. And to he's the New York really Jets. the only one that's underperformed so far. Really? Well, yeah, and yeah. he was the top of Steve Kimes list. Oh boy, it, he he was number one on the on the on their depth chart on their on their draft board because of his versatility, he, right? <laughs> you would think. I mean, it, because of the year before, and then yeah, I mean, he was just not great last year. God, God loves Steve, man. Yeah. He just can't. Can't get it right. Poor he loves guy. a spork. He loves a nice spork because it's the most versatile, you know, utensil in the drawer. You can you can use it for anything. Gotta give Taco Bell credit for the spork, right? <laughs> Taco Bell revolutionized the spork, didn't they? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you the history of the spork. I'm sure Steve really? Kahn can. Uh, yeah, I'm not well versed in it. But uh, let's let's sure finish, let's wrap things up here. On the other side, we are going to talk about what we believe right now. A couple weeks before training camp, uh, a couple days, I should say, before Arizona Cardinals training camp. What we believe the strength of this roster is. It's uh, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Johnny Venerable. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Alex, got to ask you, you've been uh, your your car needs some help, and uh, you always need help in that department. That's true, and uh, I, I bring Joe, uh, bring Bo on my roller coaster ride of of not knowing <laughs> anything about cars. RockAuto.com is a place I actually went to. RockAuto.com two days ago because I needed a couple little things for my for my baby, and uh, I didn't want to go to um a chain storefront because I'm embarrassed. And we've talked about this a lot. <laughs> RockAuto.com is a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Everything's at your fingertips. The prices are reliably low. Um, prices aren't the same or, or are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers. So you don't get upcharged for just buying one piece and not buying in bulk, which is pretty sweet. Go to RockAuto.com. It's easy. It's raining out here in Arizona. I don't want to drive in the rain because drivers are terrible. So I go to RockAuto.com right after the show. Um, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. We see our yep. guy, Mike, he uh, re-upped with built bar. He got his second box. He decided that uh, salted caramel is his favorite built bar. And I'm right there with him. As far as the uh, regular, your OG, your nine original flavors, salted caramel, that's the goat. And then, of course, this summer, you've got the limited-time flavors, orange and strawberry, that you can get all summer long. It's the best-tasting protein bar. It's a candy bar. It's a protein bar disguised as a candy bar, and you don't have to make any, you know, cut any corners as far as health's concerned. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. By using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, we are going to have a short final segment here. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Johnny Venerable. Alex, I'll let you go first. Uh, what you, Which group or which uh, area of the Arizona Cardinals roster do you believe is their strength just a couple days away from them opening up training camp out there in Glendale? Um, I think it's easy, and I don't think it's close. I think it's safety. Uh, hmm. Buddha, Jalen Thompson starting. They have 38 other safeties on the roster. I believe 38 was right. Um, Chris Banjo is not alone as a backup now. They brought in a bunch of dudes. Um, I know that, that I know where Johnny's going to go with the O line. I just think there's still holes there. I mean, you 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 have your you have your your three pillars: center, left guard, right guard, or left tackle, right tackle. But the interior is not great. And I would take Jalen Thompson's ability to pull up the rest of the slack for Buda Baker more than I would take, you know, Justin Pugh and uh, Justin Murray to pull up the slack in the B and C gap over, um, you know, the other three on the offensive line. So I'm saying safety and it ain't close. I mean, we're not talking about quarterback here, right? So, I mean, I think it's Correct. Buda Baker led all pro safety with Jalen Thompson as the backup, backup singer at this point. 
Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm I'm with you. I, I haven't seen Jalen Thompson play in two years though, so I I can't I can't go that route. Um, and I think everybody is undervaluing. Maybe not you guys, but just the national media is undervaluing the impact that Rodney Hudson's going to have on this interior offensive line. And I don't know if it was uh, right to judge the guard play last year based on how bad Mason Cole was. Um, and so I think that if you get a young athletic guy like a Josh Jones in there, or even Justin Murray, who looked good taking over for J.R. Sweezy at times last year at right tackle, uh, there's no bigger benefactor than Justin Murray and whomever's playing right guard than playing next to Rodney Hudson, who's a top three player at his position, D.J. Humphreys, who's an ascending player, potentially an all-pro player this year, and Kelvin Beecham. The Cardinals have, in my opinion – a top five tandem at tackle, which historically has been, you know, this franchise has been allergic to. So I just think by default, when you've got that with Hudson now and now capable, I, I like the Cardinals are capable at guard. They don't have that quintessential all pro player, but they're certainly capable. And, and Justin Pugh, I think, listen, you, you got to love his ability to say, I don't want to leave Arizona. I like it here. I want to win here. I'm going to take a, a pretty hefty pay cut and probably has a big target on his back this year and knows he's going to be a free agent next year, right? And they probably, outside of a team-friendly deal, won't bring him back. He's going to be motivated. And I think competition breeds production at right guard, That excluding tight end, which is certainly their biggest weakness on the team. But if you want to throw Max Williams in there from a blocking standpoint, this is the Cardinals. How could it not be the O-line? This is the best offensive line that they've had. I don't know, since certainly since 2015, mm-hmm. when you had IU Potty make the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. and Jared Valdir beat, you know, a franchise left tackle. But I think as a unit, it is it is better coached and it's deeper. So I'm going to go offensive line. Yeah, just to uh, after Alex spoke, I, I, there's a there's a Cardinals rookie that I'm kind of curious to see come training camp. James Wiggins. He, I see him on, on social media. He looks like an absolute beast. You watch the tape from him playing in Cincinnati. It's uh he's part of that safety group as well. And then the offensive line. Yeah, I think you absolutely can incorporate Max Williams there because he's one of the premier blocking tight ends in the NFL. I'll just make mine real quick. Uh, I think it's the pass rush. I think the pass rush, you want it to be the pass rush with the money you have invested. You've got a pair of veterans on there. You always forget about Marcus Golden. You want King MG to be a part of that as well. He's got a nonstop motor. Duma Cagey, who you added in the sixth round. I mean, I don't I don't know what's going on with Devon Kennard, but he could be a part of that. A guy who had seven and a half sacks before that. They just have, once Dennis Gardek gets back and healthy, they just have a, a deep pass rush group that has to get you excited and has to have opposing offenses pretty scared at the prospect of the Arizona Cardinals coming to town or having to visit Glendale. Any parting words? Uh, we're going to wrap things up right now. Alex Clancy. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Johnny. I'll echo that, Bo, because Vance Joseph, if he's done one thing right since coming to Arizona, they've been able to rush the passer no matter who's been back there. Yeah. And this is the most talented group. So if I had to give a 1B to my 1A in the offensive line, it would be the pass rush. I'm just going to ask one question before we go. Who's sure. the one person in the NFL? Who's the one person on defense that you trust to do their job more than anybody? Buddha. He's alone though. Rest my he's, case. he's by himself in that position group mm-hmm. right now. Rest my case. Alex Clancy, <laughs> Johnny Venerable. Make sure you're following them on Twitter at Clancy's Corner at Johnny Venerable and at Locked On AZ Cards. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you're subscribed. You got that alerts button. So whenever we put out new content, you're getting it right there at your fingertips. Johnny, thanks for your time. Alex, have a great weekend. Guys, we're going to be talking to you on Monday. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network.